Welcome to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show, where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show. We are here to inspire greatness with the man himself, Todd Durkin, who's uh, been on a mission to uh, promote passion, purpose, and impact in your life. And he is an internationally recognized strength, speed, and conditioning coach, personal trainer, body worker, motivational speaker. You guys are going to see that form for yourself super soon. And he's been educating people around the world for a long time. He's the founder of Fitness Quest 10 in San Diego a world-class facility that provides personal training, strength and conditioning, therapeutic massage, body work, and, and the work. So he's worked with pretty much everyone you can imagine, high-profile clientele, and I'll let him maybe share a few more of his highlights here for you. But the big reason that uh, I wanted to bring Todd on here was one, I saw him do a video with Martin Rooney a little while back, and Martin was on our podcast. And I really like going to men who are seasoned and who've mm-hmm. got a lot of experiences behind their back because I'm finding that a lot of young guys giving up this life advice. They're using a lot of language that uh, isn't backed up by lifestyle. So Mm. I I really want to dig in today and talk about how to fight, not just like once, but how to fight every single day. And you're the author of a book, How to Get Your Mind Right. And I'm a big believer that your mindset comes from your beliefs. So I hope that we uh, inspire people's beliefs today and we uh, really lift you up and give you encouragement to not just fight once, but to fight every single day. So Todd, welcome to the podcast. Vince, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. So let's just, before we dive into all of our core content, share share with the listeners who you are and what you do and how you've arrived to being somebody who really concentrates on helping people get their mind. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate the introduction. I think the big thing right now, like most people, balancing out many different roles and hats in life. And first and foremost, I'm a father of three kids, and they're 18, 16, and 13. So we got the teens going on. Been married now for 20 years. And those are the most important roles I wear and hats I wear. But as a profession, as a career, I've been entrenched in the training and coaching industry for 25 years. Started my business, Fitness Quest 10 Year 2000. And let me tell you, it's been one heck of a ride in the last 25 years, let alone the last year alone, but built our, our team up to uh, 42 people before, in its heyday prior to the pandemic. We've got Got about 25 teammates right now. I run a coaching group, a mastermind group for trainers and coaches as well. And my biggest thing, Vince, is is I love to motivate and inspire people to be the best they can possibly be. And most people will say, oh, they'll say Todd Durkin and he trains NFL athletes or Major League Baseball players. But if you were to come to my gym, you would see that I have as many grandmas, grandpas, moms and dads training with me personally as, as much as the pro athletes. I coach 
people of all different levels in the business side of things. And the last couple of years in my motivational speaking, I've done a lot of work outside of fitness as well, between financial advisors, accountants, lawyers, the different conferences and conventions. So I'd say I wear a lot of hats, but the bottom line is this, if I can help somebody, I'm going to show up and do everything I can to, to bring my wisdom and insight to help somebody out. Uh, that's amazing. And we're going to dig into a lot of the core content in your book, how to get your mind. And we're definitely going to make sure everybody goes and gets a copy of that by the end of this call here. If you're finding somebody really struggling with adversity and you just, they seem like they're always carrying a bear on their back, where do you go first? What kind of, where do you start probing and maybe lessons from your own life that you've had to draw upon from your own personal adversity? Where do you start? What, where are they missing? I start right where it all starts in the sanctuary, in the gym. When someone's going through adversity, a lot of times it's getting out and moving the body and start to talk through it while working through it. I'm a huge believer in when you're going through adversity, you got to move. What happens when you're going through adversity? Maybe even get down, maybe even get depressed. Maybe you're, over, you're facing an overwhelming time. The most important thing, and cognitively, is man, I got to go out for a walk or a jog or a run, or I got to go swing some kettlebells or whatnot, but you don't feel like doing it. If we're, if we're guided by feelings, what we feel like doing, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. So to me, it's the discipline to do the things that you need to do, not that you want to do all the time. And to me, if I'm working with someone, it's, all right, let's go have a little movement meeting. I call them a movement meeting is when you're going walking or you're working out and you're talking. Next thing you know, you start feeling it a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to dismiss this thing that's going on, or we're going to work our way through it and strategize and put together a plan to actually get through with whatever it may be. And there's a lot of people facing a lot of adversity right now. All of us in some way are, right? So uh, to me, it all starts with the workout. It all starts with getting the nutrition dialed in. And uh, people are like, what's easy for you? You're a trainer, you're a coach. If any trainers or coaches are listening, you're like, people think that you're a superman or superwoman because you're a trainer and it's easy for you. No, it's not easy because you're a trainer or a coach, but you probably have the discipline to do it most days of the week. And to me, you got to walk the talk. If you're a trainer, you're a coach, you got to walk the talk, man. You can't just say you got to work out or you got to get your quiet time early in the morning and get your mind right, get your soul. Like you got to do it. And to me, I've prided myself on the discipline of doing the little things. And it's probably what I'd say is one of my greatest accolades. It's not any award I've received or anything like that. It's probably more the discipline to do the little things uh, most days of the week that, that I need to get done to get to where I want to go. I love that. What would you consider some of your highly prized values, something you practice daily, uh, a discipline you practice daily, maybe some examples so people can start thinking about, man, that's where I'm not doing that. What are some things that make or break you? Maybe it's like that leak in the ship. At first, it doesn't seem like a big day. If you miss your cold shower in the morning, I've got my morning rituals. I got my morning shower. I fast till 12. I don't put certain foods in my body unless they're in certain windows of time. Like those are disciplines. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Your daily the bottom line is this. This is the core of who I am. So when you ask it, for me, it's all right there in the word. For me, it's quiet time as a man of faith. It's tapping into my whispers and listening to the big man up top about how he's guiding me. The last year alone, my faith has really deepened uh, with everything going on is the only thing that's been a rock in my life. The one thing I can count on is going deeper in my faith and trying to tap into the wisdom that that I need to be doing these days. For me, that's the first thing in the morning. And people think, is it a formal ritual prayer practice that you have? And, I, and, and I'd say, yeah, I sit down and, and do that ritualistic, but it's not like I'm just going to say my five, you know, our fathers and seven Hail Marys and things like that. It really is getting a journal out. And the thing I've done the most in the last year plus is getting a journal out, 
get in the word, opening up and having quiet time and literally just listening to what those whispers are saying. And then in the journal, start to write that down. Whatever's coming to my mind, writing that down in the journal, because people think journaling has to be this formal practice. You know, a formal practice, just sitting down and listening, that's maybe the hardest exercise I do all day long is having complete silence and like turning the head off and really tapping into the spirit and saying, okay, how do I want to live today? What's the energy I want to show up as today? Who am I going to impart some motivation or inspiration or, or positivity to today? Who's that going to be specifically write those names down? What am I grateful for today? Write that down. What am I going to battle through today? What am I, what challenges am I facing? Write it down. Because when you write something down and you create that clarity precedes genius, and all of a sudden now you can start saying, okay, here's where my focus is. There's where my energy and time and focus is going to be for the day. And then when you could back that up with, for me, for scripture, uh, that's just going to give me the, the strength to persevere through the day. So I'd say that for me, Vince, would be from a value standpoint, from a core who I am standpoint, is this is how I live my life. Yeah. Uh, can we stop and put, or pause there? My father was a pastor for 19 years. I grew up in a Christian home too. I know we just met Todd, but huh. you're, you're speaking to a personal habit of mine as well and getting into the word. If you don't mind me asking a personal question, what have you felt God saying to you over this past year? I just had mm. Pastor Brian Tome on the podcast. He's a pastor in uh, Cincinnati or somewhere in Ohio, one of the largest churches in the United States. And he spoke, I asked him the same question and, and he said, I said, how are you handling all this? What's going on in the world? And he did say something that was really wise and he felt like God's more concerned about the work he's doing through you than like the bigger mission. And I'm somebody who's getting caught up uh, quite a bit in what's going on in the world right now. Do you feel like, again, God prompting you to be a warrior or to be, what role do you feel him like calling you to just take care of your flaw, your, your own personal kingdom, the people in your gym, your family, or, or to venture outwards? Easy question here for you, but I just love to know I'm having a hard time. Like I talked to a lot of Christians in that and like church our churches are all shut down here they're all following mm. the guidelines there is a church here in uh, kitchener that's been open the entire time pastor jacob riome five hundred thousand dollars in personal fines 20 million dollars his his church in fines mm. eighty three thousand dollars contempt of court and there's very few people that are i would consider warriors and i guess i'm trying to figure out is this the hill that i'm being called to go climb up up and potentially die on i just love to hear again and I, and I have a lot of voices come in to me say, Vince, but this church is doing this. I'm like, I'm listening to God. Yeah. I'm, I'm my own man. I'm listening to God. I'm not list. I, I respect those individuals, but at the end of the day, I'm listening to God and what he's telling me. Do you, do you care to share some insights on what God's maybe sharing with you? Yeah, I, that's a good question. I'd say there's two overwhelming messages I got. And here's the thing. I'm always like, is that God talking or is that my ego talking? Who is that? So the reason why I'm a big believer in journaling is because every morning or whenever you journal, if I keep putting down the right whispers that I'm hearing, if it's a trend over time, then that's my spirit speaking to me. And the two overwhelming messages that I've written down over the last year plus is this. Number one is slow down. In the early morning, I've written one of my journals once I the whole page said, slow down, 
slow down. Because why? For me, I was running fast. Like I was in this save the world, going live every day at 12 noon with the Good News Network and save the world, save the world, which I love. And it's great. And it, and I, I was being led to do that. But God was also telling me to slow down and tap in and listen more. So I, I was really hearing that quite a bit. And the other one, and this is pretty deep, was trust me. And that's been really three plus years of that because I think some of the things, Vince, and how I'm transitioning and moving my own life and businesses and everything I'm doing is trust me, I'm putting more faith in, in God's work for me and not being led by the the feedback that I might be getting from the extrinsic world or external world based on feedback on social media and everything else. It's God, how do you want me to serve? What do you want me to do in the fitness industry, in the speaking industry, in the coaching? How can I best serve? Not listening to everyone else, but really tapping into that. And I keep hearing, trust me. And trust is hard. As Vince is when you trust, that means you often give up things that you already have. And when you sacrifice things you already have, sometimes they you work 25 years for them. There's a lot of there's a lot of stinking thinking or head trash you got to work through and rely on faith to say, okay, I'm going to trust and I'm going to work through this, knowing that I'm being obedient to to how I'm being led and where I'm being led to. And those are the two overwhelming messages for me and that I'm I'm really trying to tap into is slow down because that's hard for me to slow down. I like to go seven days a week and trusting, not my just my own instincts, but trusting, um, trusting what's in the word and what God's telling me that he wants me to do. I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, that's amazing. There's a great uh, line our pastor recently said. He says, where you fear the most is where you trust God the least. And I'm mm. wondering why I'm so fearful about what's happening. Mm. And that's what you said just spoke to me too. I'm reading a great book called Becoming a King from uh, Morgan Snyder. It's a fantastic book about restoring the heart of the man. Mm. And and one of the things is to seek wisdom of you know elders, people who are higher counsel, if you will, and to get input. And I'm glad I brought you on here today because I hope you just really spoke to a lot of us to slow down. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Slow down and trust me. That's very rich and wise. Thank you for sharing that. So I think it's important. And, and so daily, I think that's a big daily discipline. We got that. The gym is the sanctuary. How do you get people unstuck? I'm a coach. I got over 700 students in our coaching program. And people get so easily defeated when they hit their first roadblock. How do you, as a coach, how do you manage expectations? I find personally, I don't know if you notice, people have very small, sorry, large expectations in the short term, small expectations in the long term. Somebody who's willing to slow down and trust, that tells me you're looking into the future. How do you install that mindset? Let's just talk me through some insights on helping somebody who's like trying to get rich overnight. They're trying to transform their body overnight, trying to perfect their marriage overnight. I got young kids, mine are two, five, and seven. It's crazy here. <laughs> you're, in the, you're, in the, you're in the zone then. <laughs> That's nuts. It's crazy. You get a, It's a full frontal mirror every day. No right? doubt. Why are they not listening? Like, my wife's like, because you and I don't listen to each other. I'm like, why are they yelling? Because you and I are yelling at each other. I'm like, oh my gosh, this always comes back to me. That's a separate discussion. But talk about expectations and helping somebody get through that like first roadblock and like, oh, this isn't working. Yeah, when you talk about get your mind right, that's the name of the game is results always take longer than we want. And I think when you, I don't care how old you are, whether someone listening in is 20 or they're 50 or they're 70, the bottom line is we all want results and we want them now. We all want 
things to go along quicker, but we know that it typically takes a lot longer to get to where you want to go. To me, one of the reasons why I believe that I've attained a certain level of success in my life as a coach, trainer, and business owner is the ability to focus on the now, but also to have the vision of where I want to go in the future. And I think that's something that you can learn. I do think it's something when you have a coach can help you look at where do you want to, where do you want to go? And how do you reverse engineer it? What are the steps? Knowing that you're going to have hiccups, you're going to have some risks and failures along the way. But if you know where you want to go and you keep trudging for that, then you got to stay in the here and the now because I'm a huge believer and be where your feet are at. Like right now, you got to be where your feet are at. You got to make decisions based on today, but also those decisions should be guiding where you're going in the next three years. One of the questions I often ask myself is what you're doing today, if it's not going to matter in three years and stop doing it, are you doing stuff today that's going to actually impact where you're going to be in three years from now? Because in the big picture, three years is not a long time. Like we will get through this pandemic. We will get through it. We're going to look back someday and say, God, hope it never happens again, but it did recalibrate the the pace that life was going at because it's been going so fast for so many years. So I think there's going to be some blessings that come out of it. But I do think that you got to have almost this dual skilled, the ability to focus on the here and now. And then you've also have the ability to say, where am I going to be at in three plus years from now? Where do I want to be? What do I want to accomplish in my lifetime? I'm very ritualistic in the sense of I have an annual roadmap and that annual roadmap actually looks at my whole life all the way to the very end. And I have 25 years, 10 years, five years, three years, and I've written it out. Now, is it going to stay that way? No, but it gives me that roadmap of where I'm going. And that's going to align me with people that um, I'm supposed to work with based on my purpose. How important is it to get around other men and have a band of brothers, if you will, to talk about this stuff? I find a lot of men just don't have guys that they can actually talk to about Hey man, uh, how's your home life? Oh, you're slept in the basement. It's everything too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's it's that's my favorite verse, by the way. Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen. Iron sharpens iron, and and everyone knows that verse or that saying, but it is the truth. I've as an athlete growing up, I was always around other athletes, and I was had that that close group of guys that that you can really lean in on. Even now to this day, one of the things that got me through the pandemic was having my men's. We have a couples Bible study, but us guys get together and and fellowship outside of that as well. And even in, in the mastermind groups and your coaching group. Listen, you've got to have people that you lean on. I've always had mentors my entire life on that. And when it just comes from a living standpoint, just living like relationships and fatherhood, the bottom line is you've got to have people that are going to, that are going to hold you accountable, like that lift you up. They're going to power you say, Hey, you're better than that. You can do more than that. Hey, do you ever think about doing it this way? Hey, what about doing, trying this A, B, C, and D? Or if you're making a big decision to call up one of your your coaches, mentors, colleagues, accountability partners, call them what you want, friends, that's going to hold you up and lift you up and say, hey, let's go, get up. We got to go work out. So that's why, whether it be working out in the gym with a partner, whether it be a fellowship group, a discipleship group, uh, a mastermind group, call it what you want. That band of brothers, that band of people that are lifting you up is absolutely essential. Yeah, what would you say to somebody who's like the ego's getting the best of them and they're suffering from maybe, they're suffering in silence, maybe from some pride, some embarrassment because they're struggling with the same thing over and over 
And it's, oh man, we're still talking about this issue, but this is this, op- this opposition is an opportunity to go right through it and finally break through. But it's, so you're still struggling with that? Like, yeah, I'm still yeah. struggling with that. I think guys have, I've, I could personally relate to that too. We're still struggling with the same problems. And then you want to project that you're not, and then you never end up actually having a breakthrough because you're more concerned with your ego and your pride than you're actually the growth you could experience. Uh, when you're right in the thick of it, I call it the valley of despair. How do you just, what thoughts do you start to own? What truth do you start to own to go, go right through the middle? Well, I think you got to have a, a mind-blowing experience when you get around someone that actually enlightens you and empowers you to think in a different way. Because you think of imposter syndrome and how many people, most people have some form of an imposter syndrome. Hey, if I'm revealed of who I really am, maybe I'm not as good as they think I am or whatever that may be, what head trash you got going on in your head. Ego is the number one thing that's going to get bring someone down. And the same people you pass going up the mountain are the same ones you're going to pass going down the mountain someday. So you might as well treat everyone with respect and decency. The bottom line, when you talk about success and significance and everything that you're doing is when it comes to ego, <laughs> edging God out, you, you better leave it at the door. Because if you are living based on ego, you're always going to be stuck to a certain level. You will never max out your potential if you're living by ego alone. And typically what happens is you hit the ceiling and your ego will not let you get through that ceiling. Well, how do you get through that? That's where you have those come to Jesus moments where you've got to make sure you get around other people who are going to help you get through whatever it may be. And most times people know what it is, but they don't want to share it or they don't want to say it. And I've coached a lot of people in my life that have have been through some serious stuff, whether it be addictions, incarcerations. And when you actually come to grips with it and, and work through it and reveal that, the epiphany that happens, you end up impacting thousands of more people. And more importantly, than impacting thousands of more people, you actually have a sense of peace about yourself that you can show up and just be who you are. And next thing, you're attracting more and more people just like you because you were real. So I think that's that's something that through experience and wisdom and being around the right people again, Vince, I think helps somebody just come to grips with who they really are. And it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to own where you're at. And it's like, this is where you're at. You're not supposed to be further along. I like that a lot. I heard a good one with the definition of ego. Have you heard this one? Uh, Also, edging greatness out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I know it's a good segue because uh, I know I, I was at a Grant Cardone event like two years ago and they got their sales guys all over the floor. And I was interested in hearing the pitch. So I went over to the table and the guy said, yes, you're going to sign up today. He did his spiel. And I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. He's great because we're not looking for good. We're looking for great. Interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a freaking good line. And like, <laughs> I'm like, he got me. He got me. He's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, great. Because uh, we're only looking for people that want to be great. <laughs> you don't want to be great? I'm like, so yeah, just, I know that's a big part of your message. For a lot of people say, I'm good, I'm good. That's the problem. You're good. Absolutely. So, so the Absolutely. difference between good and great and the athletes you work with, like you got to want it. I look at it like climbing up a mountain. You don't have to go to the top of the mountain. How do you get inspired to go higher up and and just have bigger ambitions, more expectations for yourself and to not settle for good? Well, let me, let me share this, Vince, because it's along those lines is, a lot of the athletes I work with have attained the highest level of success in their arenas. In the NFL, Super Bowl MVPs, league MVPs, World Series MVPs. How do you take an athlete or a client who's already achieved a high level of success and keep them yearning for more? 
Hmm. I mean, that, to me, as a coach, that's the million dollar question is how do you that's take any, question, yeah. how do you take anybody who's already attained a certain level of success and the outside world has deemed them successful and say, there's another level. That's what I absolutely love to do is when someone's achieved that. That's why I've been with a, a Drew Brees for 18 years. Now, Drew just retired last month, but those guys I've been with, many of them for a dozen plus years, it's there's always another level for any of us humans. As long as we're alive, there's another level. Even if you've achieved great, you haven't probably tapped into your full potential because there's always another level. Ladanian Tomlinson, who's a running back for the San Diego Chargers back in the day, he got in 2006 the league MVP. And uh, he said, Todd, hey, what's next? What do I do now? I'm like, great question. Let's talk about what we're going to train to do now because you tell me you want to be the best to ever play the game. What is that going to take? So if you've achieved a certain level of business and, and some studio owners, they want to achieve that, that $500,000 mark or that million dollar mark in, in revenues. Okay, great. You've achieved a certain level of financial revenue, but have you truly impacted your community or your state or your country the way that you have des your design to do or that you intend to do? Let's look at the impact over the income. Let's look at that impact and that legacy you're going to create. And then- it's untapped potential from there. Then you feel you quickly realize you don't have enough lifetimes here on earth. True. It's <laughs> true. That's, that's, but that keeps true. you hungry and that keeps you moving forward because as soon as you get your passion dried up, you're dead. You're literally going to die because you, you just, you don't have the juice to keep on going. And that's the problem we face right now in the midst of the pandemic. A lot of people have lost their juice. Their juice is gone. They, their businesses are shot and their revenues are down and there's no sign of life. It's, you just need a little bit of juice. You got to keep knowing that we're going to get through this. We got this. And I'd love to ask you two more questions. One along the lines of like avoiding mediocrity, but before that, having, being a gym owner, first of all, are gyms essential? I'd love to hear you talk to, are gyms essential? And why are gyms essential? Speak to gym owners and just like the necessity of being able to have a place to go. And I'd love to hear just what has been the biggest, uh, you know, challenge for you personally over the past year and what lessons you've learned from it. And then we'll wrap up with how to avoid mediocrity. Well, I'll just start with the essential part. That's why I call a gym a sanctuary. I don't care if you've got a 300 square foot closet that you train people out of, or you got 3,000 square feet or 30,000 square feet. It's not the size of the place that matters. It's the heart and soul that's inside that. It's the heart and soul inside of a studio, a gym, a box, a club. I don't care what you call it. It's your sanctuary. That's your soul. And the more soul and spirit that you show up with, as long as you have one person show up, that's all you need. And if you put that spirit and that soul into that one person, that's called life. And we talk about saving lives. This industry of ours in the next three to five years is going to yearn for soul savers, for soul people that are going to give their spirit, their soul to everything to make the world a better place to be because there's so much darkness right now. You know, I often have used the analogy that studios and gyms are like lighthouses and we put light out into a dark world and the brighter the light, the more people we attract. And, and uh, let me tell you what, there's a lot of lighthouses right now that their light is pretty much extinguished. And I hate to see that because I know the opportunity that exists coming up here as we get through this tough time is there's a lot of people who need hope, that need motivation or inspiration or encouragement or support or feedback. And that can all be done 
with coaching, with training, with what we do in the fitness industry. Unlike any other industry out there, we can literally change bodies, minds, and souls through training. You don't need to be a gym owner. You don't need to be a, a studio owner to be an impact maker, to be a soul changer. You need to be someone who wants to coach your tail off for people and be great for people. So I, I would say that's why it's essential. It's called life. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Yeah. I like what you said. The world is going to learn, yearn for soul savers, people mm. who need, who are hope givers. That's beautiful. And life breathers. That's excellent. Uh, what personally has been the toughest thing from you the past year? And like, I had, I saw you, I had a YouTube video and you're sharing like lessons. What have you personally learned over the past year that this only this year could have taught you? Man, I, I tell you the, the, the toughest thing that I would say personally, I had a knee surgery in December of 2020. And that was tough. And here's why I did it. I said that I needed a, a partial knee replacement. And I was like, if there's ever a time to do it, I'm going to do it now because I'm, I'm pretty much on the shelf anyway, other than giving my spirit. And every time I've gone through a surgery or a adversity or challenge, I've always got my journal out in the middle of the rehab and I go deep and I do some serious soul searching. And December, 2020, I actually had that surgery and it's, I'm still doing my physical therapy for it and I'm still getting it right. It's not perfect yet, but anytime you're going through a physical ailment and trying to make sure you get back to where you want to be, that to me personally has been tough because here's the thing, I'm trying to give out so much positive energy and I've got to, I've got to try to take care of myself as well more than ever because healing, there's a lot of energy that, that happens when you're healing. So it's been uh, a doubling down per se on my own healing and my own energy input to try to make sure I can get the output that I desire. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's a long road, but a road that you're going to, you're going to come through on the other side, better and stronger yeah. for last one for you in the language you use. How do you not let your fight get extinguished and heading into 2021 uh, different people listening to this from all over the world here. I told you before we started the show, we just got locked down for another four weeks, despite there being no increase in cases and all that. It's a political thing right now. People want to, guys want to get reelected. So people are seeing like, like, oh man, the people are really struggling and our suicide rates are sky high, drug abuse. I've seen a couple friends go through divorces the past yep. year, I mean, bankruptcies, you name it, right? All this stuff is off the charts. How do you not put your, how do you not let your light go out? And let's just, you know, wrap up with a life breathing message here to make 2021 your best year ever. Yeah, I think the bottom line is this with where we're at right now, especially as you were sharing, Vince, that you're going through another round of closures. And that is, if I could breathe any life is we will get through this. And if you're holding on by a thread today, reminder, don't watch the news all the time. It's on repeat. It's negative. Yeah. Be careful of what is coming into your body. That's why they call it a feed. Be careful what you're being fed through your phones, through Instagram, through your podcast. That's what are you being fed? All right. Are you being fed the right content? That's a habit. You must choose. When are you consuming and when are you putting out great content? How are you changing the world? Ultimately, you say you be the light, you be the change that you wish to see in the world, says Gandhi, is your personal care physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually is up to you and the decisions you make. So you got to uber double down on 
all your habits from the time you go to sleep to the time you wake up and what you're doing in between of this is it all comes down to your habits, who you're supporting out there, who you're hanging with, who are those people, and then where are you going? How are you, how are you using this very challenging time to get better? I do believe these are transformative times, meaning what is going to happen in your life positively that you're going to look forward to based on the current changes, because there's opportunity right now. Let's not forget, there is opportunity. You got to search for it. You got to go deep to it. But if you do that soul search, and I do believe that there's some opportunities, they might not be tomorrow, but we will get through this. And it might be in six months, 12 months. It might even be in three years from now. But ultimately, where do you want to be? How do you want to live your life? What do you want your relationships to look like? Where do you want to live? All of these things, because when we get through this, I want your life to be one that you designed and that you were able to say, God, thank God. When we went through this pandemic, I made some choices and decisions that ultimately allowed me to get to where I am today. I love that. One that you designed. That's a great way to finish up. Uh, Mm. Hey, Todd, thank you so much for your wisdom and for your sharing and all your experiences here in a short time together. Where can people get more plugged into your world and uh, get a copy of your book and just follow your work? Where's the best places to go? Yeah, thanks, Vince. My book is on Amazon. It's called Get Your Mind Right. Uh, You can go to toddurkin.com as well. Toddurkin.com has everything that that I do, both at Fitness Quest 10 and in, in my speaking consulting world. And then also social media. I do love social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and that's one of the ways I try to create content to put out into the world. And lastly, my podcast, I've got a show called the Todd Durkin Impact Show. And that comes out twice a week, every Monday, Thursday, I drop episodes where I'm just trying to impart inspiration, motivation, and wisdom to impact the world. That's amazing. What's your um, Instagram handle? We'll put in the show notes here. I got it right here at Todd Durkin. Okay, guys, so this is your turn. Todd, Tag Vince and take your favorite moment from this podcast and reshare it on your platform. This is your opportunity to pay it forward, not just consume, but to inspire others with uh, what landed well for you and what spoke to you personally today. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you guys all next time. And that's it for this episode. If you want to hang out with more serious online fitness coaches who are starting, growing, or scaling profitable online fitness businesses, then you're going to want to head on over to vincedelmonte.ca forward slash group, where I do a free weekly training on the smartest and easiest way to build a high ticket fitness empire in less time. This is my free Facebook group, and this is where all the deep dive amazing, instantly implementable advice gets dropped that you're not going to want to miss. And thank you for listening to the Vince Del Monte podcast. And if you're getting value from this show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. And if you like to get yourself three free samples of the world's only all-day energy pre-workout preload, leave a review on iTunes screenshot it and send it to my blue verified account on Instagram. All you got to do is go to at Vince Del Monte, send it on over. We'll get your address and we'll ship three free samples to your front door to give you all day energy. Just as a little token of my appreciation for supporting the show and getting the word out there. We'll see you next time.